the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we were bound to the city light Flash lights are falling to that night From a storm, watch it fail Just when you were crawling around like that I, 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 I Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money On AM 1220 KDOW Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com, Chief Market Analyst. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. Thank you. And yourself? I'm doing well. Um, let's start with the obvious, uh, since it's the first time I've spoken with you in a, in a week. Uh, terrorism in the markets. Uh, how do you approach this, or how does the market approach you in this kind of scenario? Well, you know, it is one of those things that, sadly, uh, I think market participants are growing, I, I won't say more accustomed to, but simply are, are more aware of that uh, that risk these days. Uh, and, <laughs> excuse me, absent something the scale of 9-11, um, you know, I think that the market has developed a a resolve to, um, you know, to deal with, with things like we saw in Paris. Um, but you just kind of really, you know, you never know until things actually hit how the market will react. Um, and, you know, I think as an investor, you know, it is just the the sad state of things in, in the world in which we live today that you have people, you know, who – they want to blow themselves up and take other people out with them all in the name of some religious belief uh it's tough to guard against that and um uh you know and it's a it's an ongoing risk it's not going to go away uh but the depth of the market sell off if you were to get one is going to be proportional to what market participants believe the ultimate economic impact will be and so what you take away from Monday's action is that uh, the market is respectful of the human tragedy uh, but isn't uh, altogether overwhelmed by what the uh, residual economic impact could be. So going forward, do you change your portfolio at all, knowing that these events seem to be more regular? Or do you look at capitalism and focus on that? You know, rock, scissors, paper, capitalism beats Trump, terrorism. I'm not sure I want to put words in your mouth here. Yeah. Well, you know, it is, it's, it's one of the things, you know, you just have to be cognizant that, you know, if you have a, um, a, a high-risk portfolio, um, when you see incidents like that, uh, you know, if they <clears throat> grow in size and proportion, uh, then the risk of a more meaningful sell-off is there. And so it's one of those situations that reminds you that while, you know, everyone's been, you know, um, uh, pretty much – uh, talking negatively about treasuries being overvalued and, and the like, um, you know, they do have a place in your portfolio because in, in, in times of uncertainty and heightened geopolitical risk, uh, there will be some, uh, some relative strength in those, in the treasury market. 
Um, and uh, you know, by the same token, uh, I think you uh, can look to have some exposure to some of those more defensive-oriented uh, economic sectors within the S&P 500, like the consumer staples and the utilities and telecom services and, and things like that. And sure enough, you know, those three sectors um, were among the best-performing sectors on Monday, trailing only the energy sector, which uh, had a little party of its own uh, in relation to what happened uh, with oil prices yesterday. I saw a statistic yesterday that if you strip out Amazon, Facebook, um, Netflix, and I think it was an energy company, not an energy company, it was one other company, uh, the S&P 500 would be down for the year. But because of those four stocks, it's slightly pass- positive for the year. Um, what are your thoughts on when you see things like that? Yeah, I, you know, what, what you're telling me is, is, is not surprising to hear. I mean, those stocks, uh, you know, with a market cap-weighted index, I mean, they've, uh, you know, had big runs, and that's certainly helping to to underpin the, the broader market. But uh, it is one of those things you need to be aware of that it's not, the, the most broad-based of advances, as as the you know as the index number might suggest, it is. So what it what it tells me is that you need to be um, on guard, if you will, for um, for perhaps a more meaningful setback, uh, which the market would be vulnerable to that if you lose the momentum in those key names that you've just listed. You know, if they were to roll over. Uh, in the face of uh, you know, weak economic conditions and declining earnings, it won't take much for the rest of the market to uh, to pull back sharply because there's not a whole lot of um, participation or uh, as active uh, interest in other names beyond that core grouping, which you know has the weight to pull the market up, but um, but really is uh, mask masking what's uh, some underlying weakness in the market. We're moving out of earnings season. What's your overall grade for what we saw during earnings season this year? You know, I'd, I'd give it probably a C minus. Um, okay. You know, a C is what average, and I say it. You know, people would say, well, I think some people would argue, well, you, you had more like a B plus. You know, earnings and earnings reporting season, but you know, we we talked about this before, Rob. You know, I mean, we we see this quarter after quarter. Um, expectations get marked down so sharply, and then these companies come in and they, they they hurdle these low expectations. And lo and behold, everyone says things are much better than expected. But you know, the fact of the matter is, yes, things are better than expected. But S and P 500 earnings overall are projected to decline nearly two percent this quarter. You know, and I'd rather have earnings growth versus an earnings decline. Uh, and then when you throw in the fact that there really isn't any revenue growth um, overall accompanying those earnings reports and that the guidance has been weak for the fourth quarter, um, you know, I can't give it anything better than a C minus, really. We're looking at the world slowing down. We're looking at low oil prices, bad for the world economies. We're looking at the United States as kind of like the crown jewel of world economies right now. Maybe not the crown jewel, but it seems to be the best house in just an awful neighborhood of economies. Uh, would you agree with that statement? And, and what do we make of of that going forward? Yeah, well, you know, the U.S. Is, has shown some resolve here. It's you know, growth is is not what we all want it to be, but the U.S. economy is still growing. Um, and it's interesting, you know, if you characterize oil prices being you know bad for the world economies, um, 
you know, that's not true in every instance, obviously. I mean, uh, importers sure. of oil are going to see it, you know, should see a, you know, a, a nice boost from the decline in oil prices. And, and that's been the most perplexing thing this year, really, is that, uh, you know, logically you should see uh, the drop in energy prices uh, create a really strong boost for consumer spending and, and, uh, and really, you know, help drive um, uh, earnings growth for users of those, uh, of those commodities. And, and we're not seeing it for whatever reason. And, and whatever's, what's really striking to me is really is, is the, the transports um, are, you know, greatly underperforming the, the broader market uh, when, you know, one of their two biggest costs is, you know, has dropped sharply in, in price. And uh, that just doesn't really jive with, um, you know, with an economy that's, you know, hitting on all cylinders. And so, the U.S. is doing okay. Um, and sure, there's uh, some good opportunities here, but you know, again, you look at the Russell 2000 uh, small cap domicile. Most companies derive the majority of their sales from the U.S. And lo and behold, I mean, the Russell 2000 is underperforming. It's down four percent year to date versus the S&P 500, which is basically you know unchanged. So uh, it's really um, baffling in some respects. But I think it does suggest that. Market participants are not necessarily accepting of the idea that the U.S. economy is going to be immune to the slowdown abroad, and so it's being very hesitant about committing, um, you know, to the stock market, and remains in that sort of that wait and see stance to see if the uh, the data comes through and, and shows that the U.S. economy is poised to to hit escape velocity and pick up in the manner that the Federal Reserve expects it to. Speaking of data, we saw a little bit of. Uh... Inflation data come out today. Healthcare and rents driving first inflation rise in three months. Uh, done deal that the Fed raises rates in December, do you think? Gosh, you know, I, I think the Fed so desperately wants to raise rates uh, in December. Um, I don't think you can say it's a done deal necessarily until you get past okay. the November employment report uh, that first Friday in December. That will essentially cement uh, the expectations for the December meeting, whether they go or not. Uh, Fed fund futures market right now is pricing in uh, the higher probability of a rate hike in December, but it's it's not considered a done deal just yet. Um, I think probability is somewhere around 65% right now, so there's still some doubts about what the Fed will do in December. Anything else that you're working on right now, Mr. O'Hare, as Chief Market Analyst at Briefing.com, that you think we should be aware of? Yeah, you know, I think we start uh, rolling into that time of year. You're going to start hearing more about tax loss selling, uh, which could be a potential near-term negative here for the market as, you know, as people try to, you know, uh, turn a loss into an asset, if you will, as they, um, you know, sell their losers and then allow themselves enough time if they think those same companies are going to rebound in 2016 allow themselves enough time under the wash sale rule to buy them back before the end of the year. But um, don't be surprised as you see some of the small cap laggards uh, of the year uh, roll over again here in the near term as some of that tax loss selling hits. Thanks very much. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com, a great source of content and information on the markets, both domestic and international. There's all sorts of content there. If you haven't checked out their site, you really should. Uh, if you're an investor, um, and if you're a trader, I'm not much of a trader, but every now and then trades fall into your laps. They do a very nice job of looking at some ideas out there. They give you a lot of perspective on the markets, the economy, the Fed, individual stocks, earnings, um, events that are coming up. 
Uh, they do a real nice job. You can find out more about them at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Find out more about me at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.